It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Joining me now, Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, our economic present, Senator, before we even get to our economic future. Uh, Janet Yellen ignoring uh, questions from the media, uh, trying to excuse her use of the term transitory to defend the Biden policies. Uh, Where are we now? And then what does our future look like under the Biden administration economically? Well, good morning, David. I'm uh, highly concerned. I've, I've been concerned for well over a year. Uh, I come from the private sector. Uh, I started uh, manufacturing business uh, during Carter's stagflation uh, when you know price increases were not only expected, but they were readily accepted. You just, it's just a matter of, was it 7% or 8%? And then for close to 30 years, it was like pulling teeth to get a price increase. You know, within the global economy, I mean, we just, you know, we, we enjoyed this, uh, you know, three decade long period of uh, very low inflation, a relatively stable currency. But last year, coming out of the uh, COVID recession, there's so much pent-up demand. I mean, there are just trillions of dollars just helicoptered through the economy. Uh, people literally had money to burn. And so I, I could feel the heating up of the economy. As I was talking to business people, we, we were right back to that same uh, kind of attitude where price increases were expected and readily accepted. And that was over a year ago. So I started talking about that we had a witch's which is brew of ingredients for stagflation. And here we are now, we've got, uh, you know, different, uh, the, the uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, the World Bank is now talking about stagflation. Other people are, are basically saying what I was saying over a year ago. So we're, we're in a very dangerous moment. Uh, we don't have enough workers. So there's a great deal of wage inflation, uh, which again, that commodity prices can go up and down. You know, wages, once they go up, they stick. And so you, you end up in this wage price or price wage spiral, however you want to state it. And it's very difficult to break. Uh, it took the courage of uh, Ronald Reagan and Paul Volcker to break it in the early 80s with a pretty severe recession. I'm not seeing that level of, of uh, uh, political courage right now. And, of course, you're, you're $30 trillion in debt. And I've always felt the, the political uh, establishment would just inflate their way out of that. That would be the, you know, they, they wouldn't make the hard choices and actually trying to limit the growth of government and limit deficit spending. Uh, eventually, we would, you know, get into a, a level of inflation. You know, we've got to recognize that a dollar uh, at the beginning of the Biden's or of, of last year, a dollar at the beginning of last year is now worth only 91 and a half cents. And of course, that means our $30 trillion worth of debt is only costing us, uh, you know, uh, something about like $27 trillion. So that's how you that's how you inflate your way out of debt burden. But along the way, uh, you are destroying people's lives. I mean, inflation particularly hurts seniors on a fixed income, uh, people at the lower end of the economic spectrum, the, the, the Jeff Bezos, the Mark Zuckerbergs, uh, the Democrat elite. Uh, they're not really feeling the pinch of inflation. Inflation hits everybody. It's a tax on everybody, but it's a particularly vicious tax on the very people that the Democrat Party purport to uh, want to represent. So I, I hope those individuals are paying close attention. This, this didn't just happen. This was caused by deficit spending. This was caused by a war on fossil fuel driving up the, uh, the price of gasoline to record levels, but driving up the cost of energy, which is a component to every good, which also further fuels inflation. So, uh, And then, by the way, the, the, the third uh, cause here is that deficit spending was spent 
on programs that allow people to stay on the sidelines, not enter the workforce, and exacerbates our our, our worker shortage plus uh, fewer goods available to buy. So you have far more dollars facing or chasing even fewer dollars. I call that the triple whammy when you combine uh, high energy and gasoline prices. Well, taking all that into consideration, uh, whether it's uh, Yellen, the various uh, Fed chairs, Fed boards, uh, Atlanta, Dallas, Denver, or otherwise, and the administration, it's hard to believe that this is being done because they don't know better. I, I think it's fair to say they know what they're doing because they're writing the policy, making decisions, sitting there as Janet Yellen did in Congress, uh, and she's not oblivious to what's going on. That brings us to deliberate. Is Joe Biden and his allies, I'll call it that, in this administration, willing to crush the American person, the average citizen, to achieve their leftist goals? I I think the answer uh, is yes, because you're right. This, This didn't just happen. This is the result of their policies. This is what they wanted. For example, when you declare war on fossil fuel, when you cancel the Keystone XL pipeline, when you make it very, very difficult to get permits, when your uh, supportive groups are engaged in legal challenges to, to drilling and, and uh, extracting fossil fuels from the earth, uh, you're going to drive up the cost of energy and the cost of gasoline. They knew that was going to happen. Now, they don't want to be held accountable for it. They may be surprised at the, the, to the extent that prices are rising, the extent of inflation, but uh, no, you know, all the open border. I mean, they knew that when you say you're not going to deport anybody, when you're going to offer free health care, when you relax, you know, our, our policies toward people coming to this country uh, and basically don't even call it apprehension anymore. You call it an encounter and, and your solution to it, the, the open border is to, process individuals more rapidly and disperse them you know throughout america you're going to get more so they know all these things and yet they're enacting these policies i would say brazenly and without regard to what this is actually doing to americans again they've got this ideology they realize their their time in power is probably short-lived because they have to be reading the polls and they've got to realize that they're going to have a tough fall election so they're going to do everything they can to jam through this radical left, uh, these policies, and impose them on the American public because they know government ratchets and grows in only one direction. It just grows. It ratchets. Well, where where the Democrats have a... To, I'm sorry, Senator. Where, where the Democrats have a, a smart strategy for their part is your point about power changing is congressional. Uh, I would say their concerns are not about, obviously, the states and the down-ballot races, but they know they'll be back. And that brings me to the question of what can the Republicans actually do, if anything, right now, whether in the Senate or otherwise, to slow them down, stop them if possible, until... Changes can be made. And by the way, that's one of the big challenges that I put to the Republican Party leadership and to the elected officials like yourself there is doing something about it if given the actual power in Congress. Well, first of all, you have to expose what they're doing, make sure the American public sees it. And it's very difficult to do that because the mainstream media is covering up for Joe Biden. They're not covering the border. They're not. They're actually saying that the cure for inflation is more deficit spending. So we've got to break through. You know, the, the elite media 
and get the American public the truth so you can win the election. And then in the two years before we can have a Republican president, we need to first be William F. Buckley conservatives and stand athwart history and yell, stop. You know, we, we need to limit deficit spending. We got we got to start doing these stop doing these bipartisan deals where you know we added the deficit. Um, and then what we should do is over the next those two years, we ought to lay out a powerful agenda of what we would do if we do have the presidency, the Senate and the House in 2025. And I've laid it out in The Wall Street Journal. It starts with safety and security. Uh, you don't defund the police. You support the police. You have a strong national defense. You secure your border. Economically, you make sure you have low tax rates, competitive tax system. I'd like a more simpler, more rational system. You have to have a reasonable regulatory environment. We need to bring back certain, not all, certain strategic products, things like these microchips, pharmaceutical ingredients. And we do need to fix our healthcare system and our education system. But the main, the root cause there is we've largely driven free market competition out of healthcare and out of uh, education. So the solution there is reintroduce the benefit of free market competition to guarantee the lowest possible price, the best quality, the best level of customer service. That's what free market does. We're not satisfied with healthcare and, and uh, education because we've driven the benefit of free market competition out of those two areas of our economy. Let's uh, pivot now to the southern border. Uh, this is this is possibly the worst crisis I have seen with no end in sight in the near term and questionable how to reverse the effects of it in the long term. And that's even with respect to the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll tackle pandemics. We'll get past them. They've become endemic. Uh, we are now you know, trying to get this country back and working. But the fact is, if this number continues to grow, with the, whether it's the Tapachula caravan or the numbers grow to fifteen to 18,000 a month, those illegal aliens, that's what they're defined as in U.S. code, illegal aliens, will come to this country. The population will continue to swell. It will suppress the economics of those on the lower rungs of the economic ladder. It will harm us in the form of using resources. And for decades... Nothing effective has been done. And the people are frustrated because they're living with the reality. This country is being attacked, in a sense, economically and culturally and effectively. So what, if anything, between now and a Republican takeover and in a Republican takeover can be done? Because just like you mentioned with making sure people know what the problems are, they do. They see it. They live with it. So past the description, what about actions? Well, for, first of all, in the previous administration, we did pretty well stop the flow of unaccompanied children and people coming here as a family unit, whether real or the imagined, exploiting our, our asylum laws. So we pretty well stopped that. And we even were reducing the number of single adults coming in here uh, under the Trump administration. Uh, it all started ramping up again during the presidential debates where Democrats uh, presidential candidates said they were going to stop deporting people and offer people free health care. So we do know what works. You have to apply consequences. We need to fix that asylum standard. You know, asylum is hard to achieve. The problem is we have this credible fear standard that all somebody has to do is say, well, I'm afraid to go home. OK, well, come on in America. You know, then you start having children. You have birthright citizenship. You know, now it's almost impossible to, uh, you know, return people to their home country. We, we've got somewhere, you know, 16 to 
I think 30 million was a Yale estimate of people in this country undocumented. Last year, about a million and a quarter people came to this country illegally, either you know, were encountered or as known gotaways. That, that's, by the way, to put that in perspective, that's a but number larger can, than... Sen- Senator, we're running out of time, days. and I hear you. Is In 30 seconds or less, is there anything that can be done now? Yeah. Yes, we, we apply consequences. We do return to Mexico. We complete the fence. We secure our border. And then we establish a legal immigration system that can control people coming in this country for economic benefit without depressing American wages. This can be done. We were so close, and Biden blew it all up. Senator, we're out of time, unfortunately. I would love to continue this discussion another time. Thank you, as always. Have a great day. Thank you. Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.